Here's Clark again. Oh, and through again he goes. He's got Satuto with him. But it's Ioane, in fact. And Rico Ioane's going to score. What a brilliant play from Caleb Clark, and the Blues are in again. Then it back this near side for Vince Arso. Vince Arso gives it away to Umanga Jensen. And he's got it on the line. And that is a try. Pass. Oh, oh and a warm welcome back to another episode of the Counter-Ruck, our podcast where we discuss all things rugby. I'm the host of the Counter-Ruck, uh, Stacey, and today we welcome a special guest, a diehard Blues fan, as you can see with his jersey, and also the host of the Back of the 135 podcast, uh, Kems. Kems, thanks for jumping on us. No worries, Stace. Glad to be here. <laughs> Good to have you, brother. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get a quick update. This is the first time we've had you on since um, last year. Um, what have you been up to in the, the two, three-odd months since um, our previous podcasts? What's been happening with you? Oh, you know, just um, busy working the uh, West Coast Network in the background, you know, sorting all you guys yep. out, uh, you know, putting stuff on social media and uh, <laughs> <laughs> doing some editing and things like that. So, yeah, I've been, been pretty busy. In, in the background there, yeah. As well as you know, doing our me and Isaiah's podcast, the uh, Backlog One Three Five. So we've been busy doing that as well. But um, yeah, now nah, it's been. But you know, um, you said the past two or three months. So you know, had a good break over uh, over Christmas. Spent time with the family and yeah, yeah. just been. It was a good break. So uh, it's good to be back in and uh, putting in the work for two thousand twenty one. Yeah, for sure. New Year, so it's good to have you on again, brother. Um, I'll take care of some housekeeping things before we get into it. Um, our website is up and running, so check us out there, uh, com, And also, you can follow the Counter-Ruck on Twitter and Facebook. So give us a follow and give us a like on there. So um, today, just for our listeners, we might be doing something slightly different. We'll be doing a little bit of the reviews, but we've also got a fantasy rugby league that we've been doing at the moment uh, just with a group of the friends and a lot of the people that you'll recognize throughout the network so we will be doing some of the reviews like i mentioned but we'll also be mentioning um some fantasy rugby points just for anyone who plays fantasy rugby out there as well you can might get some i, don't, I won't say tips because there might not be many but uh, it'll be a good listen anyway so uh, we'll get straight into it kim so the first game on friday was the chiefs against the highlanders uh, up in uh, waikato and the Chiefs lost. What are they up to now? 10, 10 in a row, I think they're up to now. Uh, 39-23 it was to the Highlanders, mate. So, uh, mate, just give us your little uh, take on that game and we'll, anything that came up through there. You know, um, Roger has been missing the last couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, we were just talking about it before. Like, you know, it might be because of uh, his woeful team. You know, just get to show his face on here to <laughs> talk about his team. But... But you know, man, like, um, <laughs> yeah. but like you said, ten on the road, man. That's um, what's the record anyway? Did, did you see what the the record for the the losing streak was in, in Super Rugby? Yeah, I think that for New Zealand teams, I think that's the most. Uh, uh, was the Cats their old team, the Cats? I uh, had to Google oh, okay. some stuff. They lost fourteen in a row before they ended up being Ooh. disbanded. Uh, disbanded, and then um, 
And I think Rod said he wasn't going to come on until the Chiefs win, so we might not see him until 2022 <laughs> at this at this rate. Um, yeah, they were just pretty woeful there, mate. But they're, they're closing in on that record, that undesirable record there. 14, so the next... Oh, man, they got to win at least one in the next four games, at least. But, um, no, nah, man, I, I, I actually um, started watching the game at halftime because I, I missed the first half. But, you know... <laughs> When I turned it on, it was like um, the 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 Chiefs were up, eh? Chiefs were ahead twenty two eleven, I think, or twenty two. Yeah, twenty to eleven. It was at halftime. Good on them, you know, like starting the starting the season on fire, you know, trying to get rid of that uh, last year. But um, three quick tries from the the Highlanders. It was it was all in the second half? So um, Fakatava, mm. he had that try, and then Ariki, man, yep, that guy was the man. But just thinking about it, I put it down yep. to. The Highlanders won because of their X-Factor players. And I reckon, you know, having Damien McKenzie on on the Chiefs, is mm. one is not enough. I thought that the Highlanders had their, their X-Factor players, Nariki and um, Fakatava, the the two guys that turned the game around, out of nothing. So I think that's what the Chiefs lacked, but I don't know. I don't know what, they, what the Chiefs are going to do. Maybe take McKenzie off fullback and put him into um, first five? Yeah. And where's Caleb Trask? Is he, is he injured or...? Yeah, he's got a slight injury. He should be back either this week or next. So it's going to be interesting. Um, Nariki, that's probably the best performance we've seen this year from an individual. And probably, oh, that's probably the best I've seen one player just kill a team for for quite a while, actually. But uh, we took about 10 losses. I think we might have a preview, do a couple of previews, but they got the Crusaders in Christchurch. So might as well lock in 11, 11 losses at, at that rate. But um, yeah, I agree with you about McKenzie to 10. I think that could be the go because mm. uh, they signed Bryn Gatland and he was poor. He had a shocking game. So Yeah, yeah. And that's what I meant. Like if you move mm. if you move McKenzie down, down to 10, you'll put, if Caleb Trask comes back, you know, he'll slip into, into that 15. So yep. Yeah. I don't know where the Chiefs go to next, but mate, if we haven't got much more on that, we'll... Um, do you want to do some talk about some of the Super Rugby in this game, or do you just want to go through all the games and then we can revisit the Super Rugby at the end? Or did you have any Chiefs players you wanted to talk about from the uh, sorry from the fantasy? Yeah, so um, shall, shall we just talk about the fantasy? Yeah. So, so do you want to start your your little league then? Your little league. <laughs> <laughs> or do you want to start with the major league? The yeah, major we'll, league. We'll, we'll I'll let you have the first word. I'll let you have the first word. Go, mate. How did how did how did you go? Did you have anyone from that game? Who, really carved up or anyone you thought oh, get rid of or how, how did your matchups go as well oh, so, so this is the third, the, the third round eh? so I, I won my first game lost my second game and I won game, the game this weekend hmm. I just had the team uh, fuck the Crusaders um, <laughs> who, who's that who's, I don't even know who, the, who, who, who that is fuck the Crusaders but um, it could be a bloody, <laughs> could be a computer generated one because I don't know how many people. I think everyone feels like that about the Crusaders, but yeah, no, it's a good name. I like that name for for matchup too. Well, it was a bit of a default matchup because uh, he was on autopilot. Oh yeah. So it was good for me because I I'll, I'll take those points and uh, mm. and use that to climb my ladder. But I won. I kicked his ass. Like I scored three hundred and sixty <laughs> points. To his to his one hundred and forty seven, so oh. my high, my highest scorer on my team was actually Sam Card from the Force. He's a lock for the Force. Scored forty points. Never heard of him. <laughs> Never. <laughs> you, you know you, what? you like picking these guys that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> Sam Card. Man. I might have to have a look for him. 
Yeah, but you know, he if I if I click on his name right here, see that this is high score. See the first game he had sixteen points, second game nine points. Now he's got forty, so I don't know if it's a fluke, but he t he looks to um, play the whole game for eighty minutes. Mm. Um, he got his points by um, seventeen tackles made. It looks like seventeen tackles. How many meters did he run? Eight meters, eight eight meters gained, seventeen tackles, worth forty points. So he plays for the four. So I don't know. They probably had a lot of defense on the game. Yeah. Um. Oh now wait, I've got another player here. My um my lock for the Rotsars, Dave Poricki. Now he scored me sixty one points. Oh shit, I missed that. And another guy I've never heard of. Um, <laughs> you must go for these random people because yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So he man, nah, sixty one point eight points, fifty seven minutes. That's good. One yeah. one one try. So he scored a try, gained three meters, nineteen tackles made. Oh, nice workhorse! Uh, like if today, yeah. those those yeah. guys are quite good. Mm. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. So he his points have gone up since since game one. So so that's a good sign. So he'll be he'll be continuing his contract in um in Clutch City, <laughs> Mister Dave Dave Pariki there. Oh, um, nice. I don't know if it was my uh, my luck of the draw at the draft, but I picked up all these um, no names, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that's the secret eh, um, to these fantasies because with the draft order, everyone's getting good guys in the first round, the second round, the third round, whatever. But if you can find a couple of guys in the eighth, ninth, tenth round who turn out to be good, some sort of the no-name guys, and they turn out to be good, that that's where you can really get some strides forward and make some good wins. So mm -hmm. yeah, it sounds I might have to have a look because we um, for our listeners, we, we've got two leagues actually. So Cam's is in the little league, I would say, and I'm in the major league. On our side, so uh, mm, yeah, that's so, really um, interesting. You know how we're talking about the the Chiefs Highlands game before. I had who did I have in that game? I had um, I had two players in that game. So I had the lock for the Chiefs, Akui. Yep. So he had only seventeen points, which is not bad for a lock. I yep. think any yeah. any anything over ten, over fifteen for a lock is pretty good. Eh? Yeah, you take that in, yep. in this competition. And I had Jonah Lowe, who was who played wing. Oh, for yeah. the Chiefs, for the Chiefs, but he's only scored me twelve points, so he wasn't a factor. But the other wing, I know Dan's. He he picked them up. Um, Nanai, he yep. scored about fifty points, fifty odd points, I think. Yeah, um, even when I remember watching that game, like, cause he's always had that footwork, eh? So he would have got a lot of those points just through defenders beaten and um, you know, tackle breaks, those types of things, because he he can always step past the first guy. And you know, the, um, which was good for him, for the Chiefs in general, but also um, just as in fantasy, if, if you've got those types of players, they're really good. And I have to admit, I have to admit though, when I was picking my players before the game started, I needed an outside back, and those two were available now: Jonah Lowe and the nice Satoru. And, yeah, Satoru yeah. and I picked Jonah Lowe only because he was in the rep team. He was in the New Zealand Maori team, and he scored those mm. two tries in the in the minor ten cup final. Because of that, but hopefully, hopefully, and how did that work out? <laughs> it didn't work out. It didn't work out as I planned. But hopefully, hopefully, yeah. uh, we'll make up for it next week. Yeah, if we talk about um, Damian McKenzie moving to fifteen, I'm uh, moving to ten, then that could mean um, Sean Stevenson comes off the bench into fullback. Because I thought it was weird that Lowe got the start 
over Sean Stevenson, who's a far more established player. He must have had a really been really good at training and in the trials, which probably augurs well for um, for Jonah Lowe there as well. Anyway, mm, mm. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was oh, I did. I have got um, CEO, uh Tompkinson for Hunters, and he got me a bloody yellow oh, card. Man. He got me a bloody yellow card, so negative ten of of that yep. one. Uh, he ended up with negative. <laughs> he ended up with negative zero point three points. So, but I was still, oh, yeah. still keeping because he tends to play on the wing as well if they're short. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's got some good um, security in terms of he'll play unless he gets suspended. He basically plays every week, but he's always had that in him. Those cards, eh? So, it can be a bit up and down. Mm. Mm. But uh, oh well. Anyway, on our on our side, are you Karen? Yeah, so um, so yeah, that was a good win for um Clutch City this week. But if I could um look at the other the other teams in our league, so we've got um, uh, we got user here versus first timer. Now I think first timer is Andy. I think I think yep. it's Andy. Well, he he won. So he scored three hundred and fifty. I don't think he wasn't the highest score though in our league. Our highest score that week was five hundred points by um Hot and Spicy. So, oh, so yeah. Dan's Han Spicy. I think he had Jonah Nariki. If I just have a look, yes, he's got Jonah Nariki. Hundred and sixteen points. Shucks. And he had yeah, he had um the nice Satoru as well. So seventy points there. So that's a good, almost two hundred points straight away by three guys. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, Nariki deserved all what. However, hundred. And 16, he deserved all of those points. He was bloody amazing. So, not surprised that he got that much. So, who, who, oh, Dan, some who, 500 club. Who had him in, in your league? Who picked up uh, Jonah in your, in your league? Um, our team, the team was called Megatron, which is uh, Joey, Joey's team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he, oh, yeah. he just lost, anyway, in another close hey! game. And he lost? Yeah, it? accountant, accountant, Damn. accountant got him in the end. Oh, who did he have? Mm. Who did the accountant have? He, he had he had Nana Satoru. Oh, yeah. Uh, he had Cullen Grace, a couple of other good, you know, sort of people that you'd expect as well. 336 to 262. These guys, I'm just pulling up their cards now. They've got, to, you know, sort of like a 12 against 13 type match. So, mm. not much on that side. Oh, but, um, yeah, I won my match as well. Oh, yeah. I played, yeah, I played chicken dinner, little cams. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, 522 I got. So who do you have? 522. So you probably got the highest yeah. out of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So three three wins for me straight up, just <laughs> killing everyone straight off the bat on our side. Mm. Oh, well done. Well done. <laughs> I thought I'd get that in there. <laughs> I want to know is, how can you lose if you had Joe Nanariki on your team? Man, that's appalling, Joe Nanai. Yeah, it's appalling. He should have, especially because that was the first game, so he would have, you know, sprinted out to a massive lead, and then he just got run down at the end. But he's got a couple of guys. He he had um, a couple of Reds guys in there who were on the bye. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that that really held him. He could have he could have won that game if he did some last minute trades, I think. But yeah, I didn't watch the Crusaders game because of the UFC, but I did have um man. I scored um, Will Jordan in my um, in the draft, but man, he hasn't seen much game time, been with injuries and all that. But he did jump on yep. off the bench in the weekend. That's going to be a big five points. 
Oh, but uh, I saw um, he got a he almost got a try, which would have given him a few extra points. Um, or was got disallowed there late, but um, yeah, he didn't get much game time, and yeah, it just didn't happen for him. But I think yeah, he, he's got to be close to getting a start now. It's interesting because when he because last time we had um, the Solo Cup and he was playing, he came off off the bench all season and he was scoring points like he was a starter. Yeah, if you remember, mm. so that's what I was hoping for. But well, it's interesting because I think at the start of the season they had penciled in Will Jordan to start at fullback and they were going to play David Havili mm. at second five. I think. Well, that's what I thought was going to happen anyway, just because Havili's quite versatile. Mm. And they had needed some midfield options. But that guy they got, McLeod, Dallas McLeod, I think his name is, he's come in. And I don't know if they can move him to the bench anymore. No. He's been I think well. he's going to be the starting 12, which means that it's going to be Harvey and Will Jordan fighting for that fullback jersey now. And I think Harvey will get it. So maybe Will Jordan will still see some time on the bench for a bit longer. So um, if you look at your little league table, League table there. <laughs> so who's uh, who's topping your um? What does your conference one look like? Uh, let me pull up our league table. Well, me and well Jack Jack just had a loss. He he was undefeated, but now it's me and accountant the the two undefeated teams on our side. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'm looking good, man. I've got like fourteen hundred points all up if I had this week's on. So I'm just mowing through these guys on our side. It's, it's actually it's been good though because these guys are at least you know. Um, doing the trades and making it interesting. We've had a couple of panics on our side, I think. Oh, yeah, who? Uh, yeah, we got... Um, let me just look at these transactions. Yeah, someone got... God Squad, he got rid of Solomon Alaymalo, which I thought was hasty, mm. very hasty. Mm. Now, he's a proven guy at uh, in fantasy rugby. He got rid of him straight away. <laughs> One week, and he, he dropped him. And also... Um, Isi Naisirani, who was a gun last year. I think he's just coming back. He should be back next week. Yeah. I think, or the week after. And Jack just got rid of him once he wasn't <laughs> named. So I thought, oh, shucks, these guys are throwing out some, some guns out pretty early. Mm. But, um, yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's quite interesting. We God Squad's doing good on our side. But myself, and I'm in the second conference. And... Um, Accountant who's undefeated in the first conference, oh, so it yeah. should be should be good. How, how about your table? How's your table looking? Yeah, so uh, conference one, I got uh, first timer fifteen. Uh, I think that's Andy again. He's um he's undefeated. Um, oh, nice. Conference two, we got Bayside Tigers, a Zion's team. He's undefeated. I think um, he's two for two. This week he was he lost. So he's two for three. Oh, okay. But I think he, but I think he keep, still keeps his uh, first place, his first placing there. And you got Tabak just coming, just right up behind him, in conference two. I think we've got two guys, two two teams here that are in autopilot mode. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, I think we got we got one or two as well. Just looking at my team, we're talking about that Crusaders game, and I I picked up Cody Taylor and I, I grabbed him real early in the draft and he he's got two men of the match performances so I will say that he's he's killing it in the whiz whiz middle he's top of the table there but he's had two 80 point games oh yeah. so right right yeah anyone who plays fantasy if you haven't 
if he can get him, get hold of him. He's um he's my actually gonna be my tip. I think he's gonna be the top point scorer. Oh really? In fantasy rugby, eh? Yeah. There was the other guy who plays for Just, um uh what's the Australian player, the number seven for the Reds? He was he's McWright. Yeah, McWright. Fraser McWright. He's he's been scoring high. Um Yeah, yeah. I mean his score he's uh sixty points the first game and and forty one points the second game. Uh, pays a full eighty minutes. He's got over over thirty meters gained each game. So yeah, it's pretty high high work rate there. Eleven tackles. Fraser McWright. So uh, Yeah. Do you, do you know about this guy? Is he a rookie or? Yeah, he's uh, oh, he's he was there last year, but you know because they had um, Harry Wilson and uh, Liam Wright there as well, who was um, they were the two guys who got picked for the Wallabies. But this guy's been earmarked because um, we talked about this in the opening opening podcast of the year for the Counteract. Um, just I picked him as being a potential bolter for the for the Wallabies just because um, Matt, uh, Hooper. Michael Hooper, he's taken a sabbatical. So there is a seven jersey opening, and I think he's the next best, next best guy. And yeah, he looks he looks promising. Hmm. Um, some of the fans were calling for him to take over the captaincy once Liam Wright got ruled out, even though he's still only a young guy. But um, yeah, it's a big, big, big future for this kid. I, I agree with you. He's going to be he's going to be a gun. Yeah. Great. Is there anyone? Um, is there any, anybody else new that's scoring high that we should be? Having a look at? Um, I'll have to check this guy's score, but there's that other seven for the Waratahs who actually took Michael Hooper's jersey. Mm. Um, Tizano, I just found him. Oh, now. yeah, yeah. Yeah, apparently He's he came from a, a, Perth. Apparently he came from the Force. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, I'd never heard of him before, to be honest. But in a team that's been getting smoked, he's been the one guy who stood out. He's the only Waratah who's got a single point in the now West West middle. Mm. Uh, he had one. He, he had, I think I watched a couple of their games, and yeah, in the two games that they got beating, absolute beatings, he was he was the best player. So, oh, on their side anyway. So he's he's a, a guy, and this other guy I picked up this this lock. Fergus Lee Warner. Not sure if you've seen him. Fergus Lee Warner. Yeah. So he's played two games. They had a boy. He's from. Um, He's from the Force, I think. Mm. Yeah, he's from the Force. Mm. So he picked up 35.4 in the first game, game round one, then they had to buy round two, and then he got 75.4. Oh, shit. Yeah, just over the weekend. So this guy, he is he's he's just a real workhorse, eh? So he had 19 runs in that first game, and then he had 17 runs on the weekend. <laughs> so he, this guy's a beast. I picked him up because I saw him. He played... Um, he played blindside and locks. I thought, oh, if he gets a bit of time there, he might be good. Mm. But they've just played him exclusively at lock, and he's just been the guy who takes a lot of runs. He doesn't get anywhere, but he's got that high work rate, which is good for these fantasy guys. And I'm not sure um, if that's going to lead anywhere, but fantasy-wise, he's at least a, a beast there. Mm. Mm. But just talking about that on the fantasy, who do um, did you pick up anyone? Who was the best draft pick you picked up Like that you thought? Someone you picked up late who's surprised or something like that? Have you got have you got someone that came to mind? Uh, not on the draft, but I did. As I mentioned before, that um, the the Rotars hooker Dave um, Pareki who scored me sixty points in the weekend. 
Um, he, mm. he was just he, he was just I just picked him because they were, they were, I had I needed a starting hooker, and he was the only one. He's still on our uh, our player hub. Yeah, Aussie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ricky. Yeah, I might have to have a look at him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't I, don't, I missed that one. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Mm. Um, there was a couple of others I picked up just because I needed someone to start because I, uh, because I saw Will Jordan was on the bench so I put him I put him in. Um, obviously the Blues weren't playing so I had to take out Caleb Clark. Um, and I had to that that's why I needed a um outside back which when I got Jonah Lowe and so some guys I picked from last year like um the number seven for the Rebels uh, that. They're Richard Hardwick. Oh yeah, he, he scored me. He scored me points uh, last season. Um, so I picked him again because I just saw his name there. But he hasn't been doing too. He's been doing okay, but not not as. So his points are like he got he got he got twenty four week two, and this weekend he got he got thirty points. But um, he was a guy that was scoring forties um, and fifties um, mm. last season. So. That was just the name I, I recognized from from previous competitions. Um, oh, I did give um, Duplessis Kariffi one more chance. You know? Oh, okay. <laughs> I kept him, How did he go? How did he go? I, I kept him in my team. You know, I said, "Hey, man, I know you fucked up last week, and uh, you know, I'll give you a chance." And um, a big uh, twenty-seven points. So at least, oh he, yeah, that's at okay. least he made up for last week's. Yeah, you take. I'll take. I'll be happy with that. Mm. But uh, no, I was. Um, it was good to see him uh, start. And mm. and I thought that because they're playing the the Crusaders, I thought you know he'll be the best person to start because they probably need some mobility there. Yep. Um. But now I think. Do you find that if you pick these um these running gun type players, particularly in the in the loose forwards, do you think they'll be the ones to score you score your points? players with sevens backgrounds yeah yeah I, i'm sort of coming to that that conclusion because eh? when you look at fantasy eh, it's quite the attacking stats can get you a lot more points so we saw that with nariki getting his hundred and you know a couple of other guys as well so yeah I, i'm, I'm sub- subscribing to that theory there's a guy um for i watched that force waratahs game mm. and there was a guy there whose name escapes me now who he got the three points for us. Uh, Tim Anstey was his name. Yep, yep. He's a sevens convert. And he was bloody awesome. He mm. was blindside flank. Mm. So I'd never even heard of the guy. He got 71.5 on just over that weekend. And um, he, he runs like a sevens guy. You can see that sevens background. He He's his drawing and passing. He runs onto these short balls and steps. Like not things you'd expect for blindside, but yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm quite into that theory about the sevens. Just a lot of these sevens guys, and it's in here we were touched on earlier. Another sevens guy who looks really good. Yeah, just saying that. I'm just going into the all players. I'm just going into the player hub right now. I'm looking at all the, every every player in the comp. Looking at the top, 167 points. Cody Taylor. Oh yeah. Right behind him, um, Jonah Nariki, 165 points. So, mm. so if if I look at the top ten, you know they're all yeah they're all they're all sort of that type of player. The, um, yeah, the sevens. Lily Seals number three, right there. Shit, that's a surprise. Oh, not really. I guess I had him last year. He was he was actually really good. So where's all his points come from? His meters. Um... Yeah, he is a quite a good all round game. So if you look at the stats on, um, 
Like I looked at some of the stats on Fox Sports. He's he's up there for a lot of stuff, you know, like running meters and line breaks and you know defenders beaten, kicking meters, all of those sort of stats. Mm. Um, so he's just a good all rounder, eh? Right. Well, have, well, how's your matchups looking for this upcoming week? So I mentioned that with um, the Samoan Mandingo. That's that's Tama. Yeah. Uh, this weekend. So so who's got a buy? So Hurricanes have a buy. Waratahs have a buy. So that's one, two, three, four of my guys. Five of my guys are out. So I've got to so make some moves there. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping World Journal will start. And I'll probably have to go to the transactions to um, to make up my my starting team. But I'm up against Mandingo who has... Who looks like... He's got a sophomore more. But they've got a buy so it doesn't matter. Which is probably lucky. Um, mm. Damian McKenzie, if he has a good game, it's funny because um, two weeks in a row the Highlanders have brought out their team real early. Like I think, I think tomorrow they bring out their team. <laughs> so everyone's been making moves. Yeah, no, that's good. Eh? It's good out. when you're trying to bloody. Yeah, it's good when you're trying to to pick your own team. We've seen that in the past where teams, uh, you know, the Friday games already started and you still haven't got the teams for the rest of the the rounds. So. I, I like that how they do that, and I know like the NRL do the same thing. They have like their team naming Tuesdays, where they you have to name all your teams already. Because like I mean, if you're placing bets or doing multis or whatever, you need to at least know who's playing. So I think that rugby and Super Rugby they're they're heading down the right path and trying to make the teams name them a bit earlier. But I'll say on our side for for week four, um, accountant is playing Habua, so that's uh, second against third on our table. So could be some fireworks in there. Probably a lot of trash talk on the chat as well <laughs> with these two teams. So yeah, looking forward to that one. Well, who you got? You you got a counter name? Now, uh, next week I've got. Uh, or this coming week I've got. Fuck you. Oh. <laughs> I don't know who comes up with these names, but that's another one. I think that's uh, I was Tanner's second team. So that that's been on um, been on auto for for until Roger comes in and takes over. Oh, has it? Oh. That was one just, of the uh, Just teams, have a quick yeah. look how many Chiefs players on that team. Because that's probably why he hasn't taken over. <laughs> well, I can see he's got D Mac, he's got uh, Sawakula, the usual suspect, Sam Kane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That definitely sounds like a team Roger would pick for sure. So, um, probably won't hear much from Roger much of this year for the way the Chiefs are going, but Anna's fantasy team's going so, at this rate. Okay. So um, you were saying accountant versus that was your game of the week. Yeah, accountant against Boa. Okay. So that's second uh, against yeah. third according to the table as well. Okay. Looking on my side, I think the game of the week will be will be Hon Spicy and first timer, fifteen. So it'll be Dan's and Andy, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, Andy must be doing some extra studies because he's never been <laughs> a game of the week kind of a player, is he? <laughs> so that's actually um, that's in conference one first. Versus the second in conference well. Oh yeah. Mm. Wow. Oh, good on him. Andy's doing well. So I know, I know Jack who takes over. Well, I think he's been doing some study. He also grabbed Jonah Lowe as soon as the teams came out. <laughs> he grabbed uh, Connacht and Bishop who looked good in that first game as soon as that first team was named. Mm. So he's uh, keeping a close eye on these these guys to see who's starting and uh, trying to grab some of these players. So um. He's, not yeah, a he's bad... actually got a half decent team this year. Uh, Connor's not a bad choice to 
get for outside back game. He's been playing well. Yeah, no, he's good. Um, he got 54.9 in their first game, which is pretty, that's a really good score, actually, for a rookie mm. on debut. And, um, yeah, he looks good. He looks like, I mean, like we talked about this before, they, they've got Ale Malo down there, and he's the one who got benched. And they kept this guy Garden Bishop on the on the wing, so he's impressing the right guys. He was good in the trials, which we talked about in the, the opening podcast as well. So I wasn't surprised he got the start, but yeah, he looks he looks good. So I think he'll 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 hold there as well. Mm. Is there any um, just looking at your free agents, your list of free agents on the player hub? Yeah, who's who? Who's a gun in there? Because I can see, I can see some big points in here. But they're probably here due to not 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 having games. Yeah, well, we've we've still got Dave Puriki in here, who's um yeah even when he was on coming off the bench, he still got good points. Twenty seven point one last last week mm. of twenty nine minutes, fourteen point seven in twenty nine minutes. So those are good good numbers. And then yeah, the sixty one when he got the start. So if he holds that starting spot, he'll be good. Um, we got a couple of other guys. This Faledi Kaitu'u, hooker from the force. Mm. He's another guy who a lot of people have looked at him, but no one's actually grabbed him. It's because he hasn't had some any reason. game time, or he's not playing, or no, he's he's starting. He's starting for the force, but oh, okay. yeah, he's just one. And one... that guy Tamensti's still there. I can see who, mm. after a monster week, I think someone's going to grab him this week. How about on your side? Who, who's still anyone's really standing out? Yeah, I can see one name right here that I, I probably know why he's here. Salisi Reyasi. Now, as soon as he's mm. as soon as he's in the starting lineup, someone's gonna swipe him up. They. <laughs> I tell you what, I grabbed him. I grabbed him in the draft, um, sort of like a mid to late pick, just because I thought I thought he was actually going to be the starting guy. So I, he was probably I think it's like. I picked him quite high, mm. like second or third outside back that I picked. And I'm just holding him and hoping he gets a start because once he gets a start, he'll be fine. But, um, yeah, these minutes that he's been getting and, the, and that sort of stuff, he's not really... It, it hasn't come to bite me in the butt yet, which I, I haven't had to, to start him. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't want to keep holding him if he's going to be a bench guy. Um, I see Tony Pulu's in here. He scored uh, forty points in the weekend. Yeah, but, um, he's always been a bit up and down. Yeah, AC. yeah, inconsistent. Mm. I tell you, a guy that I've been holding as well. A guy I picked up from the draft is uh, Miotti, Domingo Miotti. Yeah, yeah, for the force. Eh? Yeah, who's been um I... ten? Who's been ten for the force? Uh, who's the... They've had a couple of guys. Um. Looks like they Guys that I've never really heard of. Looks like they yeah. haven't settled there on the... Yeah, they've had two different guys. Well, Miori hasn't been one of them. And on paper, he's by far the best 10 they've got. So I've just been... I've drafted him, and I've just been holding him and hoping he gets a start, which... So it hasn't... I've got Mwonga as well, so I've been able to start him every week. But, um, yeah, hopefully he gets a start, Miyoti, before the bloody Crusaders get there by... Otherwise, I could be screwed there. The force used Jake uh, McIntyre, and um, yeah, he's had some good numbers. That game. I watched that game too. He was actually pretty good as well in that game. It's pretty safe. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. 
But yeah, like you said, Domingo, he was good for the Hagueros. Um, yeah, he was he was bloody awesome when he did come on. But you know, just looking at their their force team, there, there's a lot of Hagueros in there. Kubeli's in there. Yeah, the, um, halfback. Yeah, they got a prop there, and um, that loose forward who carved up the All Blacks. Uh, I can't remember his name, but I drafted him as well, and I've I've got rid of him already. Oh, because he hasn't had any game time. Yeah, he he had one start, and then he's been coming off the bench. So uh, I'm not sure what's going on with these these Argentinian guys, but on paper, they that looks like a better, far better team. I know we have got uh, Wolves coming for some fast break points, so I might have to listen to his tips yeah, yeah. on these some of these force guys. Thomas, Thomas Lazana. Lizana. Yeah, Lizana. That's yeah. the one. He carved up the All Blacks when they got that win. So I drafted him just for that reason. And uh, yeah, he, he's hardly got it much games, eh? Mm. So I've got rid of him already. But yeah, that's that's good. I'm still trying to look, see if I can get some of these guys. There's some some guns still around. I'll tell you who I've been impressed with. There's this guy, Ethan Blackheader. Oh, yeah. I just see him. He's on he's on our, um, on our player hub as well. Just like actual playing. His points are okay, like 15.8 he got, and then 33.3, which is pretty decent. But on the field, he's been bloody awesome. So, yeah, and sometimes it's one of those things where the fantasy points don't show how good a player is, but, yep, he's been good on that side. So, he could be a name to watch out for as well. So, you haven't had any panic stations on your side yet? No one's doing some drastic trades or... Throwing players out. <laughs> uh, nah, not that I can see. I know that I have done that, but that was only because they weren't playing. So, who did I do? Who did I throw away after one week? Um, let me just see. <laughs> but I'm sure it wasn't because of that. It was because they weren't playing. So, because I picked up um, the hooker for the Brumbies. Makinuni. Oh, no, no. The one that got injured. Fainga. Yeah. So, he was injured, so I had to quickly get a starting Stanley Hooker. So I got that Jordan Ulysses. Oh, yeah. And then yep. he had that one game and then he went off injured with a concussion. <laughs> but so oh. he wasn't playing this, this weekend, so I had, to, I had to swap him out. And that's when I got um, that Dave Pariki guy that got me 60 points. So I thought that was lucky. But other than that, nah, I've, my my uh, throwaways have been because they weren't playing. Mm. Mm. See, I'm that type of coach that, uh, you know, gives my players a chance. <laughs> um, case in point, uh, Kariffi. So, uh, <laughs> something uh, God Squad should be taking notes, you know? Yep, for sure. <laughs> Man, I had Karifi last year. He was bloody... Um, he was up and down because eh, he can be a bit of a penalty magnet, which is a bit of an issue for him. Oh, mm. I think Ethan Beckett looks like he's in our player hub. Oh, no, he's picked, got picked, uh, he's picked up by Andy. So Andy oh, see, Andy's been studying, man. Andy's been <laughs> reading the same books you have. He's also good. Uh, he also <laughs> has um, uh, Richard Kahui. Have you seen him play? Yeah, yeah. I saw him play... Oh, well, I watched that one game hmm. uh, that forced um, Waratahs on the weekend. He's still... You know, you can see he doesn't have the legs and he hasn't got that speed that he once had and all that sort of stuff, the physicality. But upstairs, he's still got the brains. Eh? So he came up with some cru- crucial plays. He won the turnover in like the 78th minute, which uh, was critical to them securing the win. So, yeah, he's still, he's still got a bit there. Um, Jack... Jack's also a fan. He picked him up. He got forty-one point eight. That's that's a good score. 
yeah, so he'll be happy with that. So he's out, yeah, he's. I think Eddie will be happy too because he dropped uh, Billy Proctor for for Richie Kahui. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that's probably a good um good swap. Mm. Billy Proctor twenty five points, uh, one point this week. So Richie Kahui sixteen forty one this week. So pretty good pickups right there. Yeah, uh, you know, one one name that keeps showing up on the on our transaction is uh, Far Q. Now, if if the guy behind Far Q is not is uh, you know has a choice between two leagues, then I think he's in our league because it's a lot of activity going here, going around here. He's picked up um, Devin Flanders. Who the hell is that? Uh, Hamish Stewart, um, Wes Goosen, which hasn't been firing this, oh, this okay. year, but uh, nah. he's picked up um, Tim Anstey as well. Fuck you. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, those are good pickups. Unless, yeah, he sounds like he might just be scrambling for starters, sort of thing, maybe even. Yeah, I know that Flanders is rated quite highly. He came off the bench, so, yeah, that's, that's could be interesting. Yeah, so he's in the 30s. In the second game, 32. Third game, 17. Yeah, just that Timansky, that's a guy I'm going to try and see if I can get this week. 71.5. And I watched him, and he looks, he looks, he looks like a gun, so. Yeah, I'll be I'll be jumping on on that bandwagon. Are you going to make any moves this week? Any trades? Well, I'm glad the Blues are back. Back cause that means I can chuck in uh, Caleb Clark again. Um, yeah, I've got um, the bus Seville. Oh yeah, how's he been going? I haven't seen. I haven't. Someone else grabbed him. I think Jack grabbed him as well. Yeah, I know he did. He's the guy who's grabbing the players as soon as the teams get named. Mm. So he scored me. 33 points this weekend. Oh, yeah. The first week okay. was 17 points, so, you know, he's moving up. He's coming up there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, if Roger's autopiloting, I don't know if I'm going to make any moves this week, eh? <laughs> but I've got I've got some guys here. I've also got some couple of Blues players. I've got Akira. I'm going to chuck back in. The Reds had a boy. So I've got Fraser McWright as well. Oh, yeah. So I'll chuck him back in. I've got Filippo Doug. Dolgunu as well, so I'm not sure. I'll have to have, do some, have a look, mm. see if we can get in my starting back line. Who have you got in the um, in the Blues? In the Blues, I've yeah, I've only got one Blues player, Akira. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll chuck him and hope. I think I picked up Luke Jacobson this week, just so I could have another loose forward. With a kid out, mm. and and Fraser McGrath, he got forty four point five, so he did he did all right. So I think I might hold him. Eh? He was just supposed to be a one week contract guy, but and I got that guy Stander as well for a one weeker. And he got thirty, so I'm not sure. I, I want to get rid of one of these guys. I've got too much loose forwards as it stands. Yeah, yeah. And I need another lock here, yeah. so I might that might be my move for this week. Loose forward out and try and find a lock. See if anyone panics. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've actually got Bryn Gatlin on my bench, but uh, I think he's not going to last there. Yeah, harsh on Gatlin, eh? Because they had problems long before they got there. They lost what nine in a row before he got there. Mm. So it's hard to say. Oh, you know, they need to make changes with him because they've had issues for a long time. But yeah, it was just I was disappointed because he's quite. He's um, quite um, cool-headed, and he's normally a very good decision-maker, but he looked a bit rushed, and yeah, he just didn't seem like his normal self. 
Um, I know, like, I mean, playing with McKenzie, who plays quite helter-skelter, maybe he was a bit rushed that way, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. We'll say that anyway. Right. Um, what we'll do is we'll look at some, we've got nothing else on that, we'll look at some tips for our TAB account. Yeah. So I'll get you to uh, give us a tip. So we've got the Crusaders playing the Chiefs on Saturday. Blues Highlanders on Sunday, just if you want to have a um, a tip on one of those or we, or anything rugby-related, really, we can put our 10 bucks on. <laughs> so um, just for our listeners out there, we've got $97 in our account. We started with 50 and we've still got $10 uh, bet, which Roger did for the Chiefs to win the competition, um, which doesn't look likely at this point, but uh, that's still outstanding. Mm. So have you got a, a tip for us, Cam, just for our account? Anything that you took as your fancy? Well, look, I'm just looking at who's playing. Crusaders, Chiefs. Well, you got to go with the Crusaders. They're at home, and Chiefs got all sorts of uh, problems there. So yeah. you, you can't bet on the Chiefs in that game. No way. So it's so the Crusaders to win that one. Um, on Sunday, we've got Blues and Highlanders. Now, that's an interesting one. Um, I think I think Blues it's a little, little bit too much for the Highlanders I, mm. I mentioned before about the Highlanders two X-Factor players um, yeah I think Blues have just a little bit more a, a, a little bit more so I'm, go, I'm going for the Blues Blues by 13 plus Crusaders by 13 plus oh nice nice I quite like that yeah well that's going to be our bit for the week um yeah, I, I agree with both of those, actually. So I wouldn't have done anything different. I think the Crusaders will smoke the Chiefs. They've got, you're right, they've got problems. Um, Nariki, he'll be up against, who will he up against? Mark Talia, I think, on the on that wing. So that's, that's going to be a good matchup there. That is a pretty good matchup. And, uh, they're similar, they've got <clears> similar sort of styles with their um, evasiveness. So I think, yeah, yeah. you know, one's taller. <laughs> yeah. But both good ability to just beat a guy eh? and bouncing out of tackles are quite hard to get down and that sort of stuff I think Nariki he's got he's got some good skills as well he's got a good kicking game and all the rest of it but um, just after his performance he's going to be all high alert to uh, to shut him down as well so I'm also looking forward to that battle of the loose forwards so I know Moreno he's been good he's had a good year so far he was good last year up against potentially Hoskins and then Frizzell up against uh, Akira so there's some good matchups there all around actually and I was impressed with the Highlanders last week so that's actually going to be a good game to watch mm. so uh, yeah that's going to be our tip we're going to put that 10 bucks on that so Crusaders 13 plus Blues 13 plus <clears throat> I agree with all of those um, just a quick update for our listeners um, the Wiz Wiz medal so that's for our Super Rugby Player of the Year so just for anyone who's new we're doing it uh, we review all the games so 3 points for the man of the match 2 points for the second best guy and then one point for the third best player in that match. And then we'll tally up all the points at the end. Uh, and then we hopefully we can get a player of the year for Super Rugby um, for all the games. Um, last week we had, I think, seven guys all tied on three points. But now we have an out-and-out leader. So in first place we've got Cody Taylor. So he's got two Man of the Match awards in the two games that they've played. So he's on six points for the Crusaders, and sort of a surprise for me, in second place, Matt Tormore 
has emerged in second place with four points. So he is the, actually the top point scorer in Super Rugby on both sides of the Tasman. So I think he's kept his team in it, and they've lost two games in like the 80th minute, the Rebels. And he was, he's been instrumental in getting them that close, even though they've lost. But uh, yeah, that was a surprising one for me. Um, but yeah, a lot of a whole host of guys on three points, so we'll just keep putting that up there. And if you check our social media, we'll put a little graphic on there for people to who are following that. Where's Where's Middle? But uh, yeah, Cam's mate, if you've got anything else you want to add, we're just about to uh, finish up and get some final thoughts soon. But anything else you wanted to talk about uh, uh, rugby wise? Yeah, no, no, not really. Just I'm just looking forward to the weekend. Two good games. Uh, I'm going to say um, it'll be exciting to see. The, the Crusaders go all out for open game. I know they will yeah. because you know, look who they're facing. And then you got the you got the exciting game the next day. You know the Highlanders shown that they can be a real exciting team. You know they showed that in the second mm. half this weekend against another exciting team, the Mighty Blues. So it's going to be. I think that's going to be the the match of the week. Um, I'm looking forward yeah. to that. I'm, I'm looking forward to put another win for Clutch City. In the Solar Cup, so so Tama, if you li- if you're listening, you better stack up your team, man, because Clutch City's coming, brother. <laughs> That's the one. That's why we've got to get these podcasts going again because of the trash talk. We need a bit more of that. But yeah, um, that I like that. Uh, we've got um, just for our Australian fans. Uh, we should I should also mention the Force playing the Rebels on Friday night and the Brumbies playing the Reds which will be another good game. That's a top-of-the-table clash for Australia mm. on Saturday night. So um, uh, more good games there. So a lot of rugby to enjoy on the couch. But, um, yeah, well, you've got just some final thoughts. This is going to be it. We're going to wrap up soon. Cam, is there anything else you want to say? Just some final thoughts in closing? No, I'm all good, eh? I'm all good. It's good to be back on the on Canada Rock. I've been here for a while. But, yeah. Mm. Nah, everyone, nah, yeah, nah, cool, everyone, was, just, everyone was just busy. I just jumped in because everyone was busy tonight. <laughs> yeah put you on the spot a little bit there but well, no that's all good thanks for jumping on brother yeah it has been a while so it's good to always have your thoughts on the counter rook um yeah well, lots of games to look forward to and um just for our listeners out there keep um keep following keep listening to our our thoughts and our podcast and also check out our with uh Wiz Wiz network um youtube channel there so you can view see our faces and all the rest of it see my beard growing out but um yeah oh one more thing i wanted to add um dan carter who retired um was it last week so i'll put you on the spot i just put, thought about this now where do you rank dan carter in the uh you're talking about the greatest first fives how do you see him Ooh, man you want me to say he's the goat is that what you want you want, well, you want is, me to say is he's he... the goat is he the goat ah yeah he is Okay, he is. Yeah. Yeah, I'll put it out there. Yeah, he probably is, eh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, uh, one thing I will say is I thought that um, I really enjoyed that era of first fives they had to play for. See, he had some good battles with Wilkinson. Mm-hmm. They had uh, Ronan O'Gara in Ireland. Um, bloody Steve Larkin was in Australia. So that was those sort of early 2000s. That was a really good era for first five play. I I do think he's the GOAT, although just personally, I was actually a bigger fan of Steve Larkham. He mm. was my favourite first five to watch. Mm. But yeah, DC is probably the GOAT. He is the GOAT of first fives. I will say he definitely is. Oh, so he's the GOAT so, of first uh, fives? Yeah. I, I don't think rugby. much. 
Just first wives? No, they go to first wives. Okay, so not of rugby. Yeah. Not rugby as a whole. Not to me. Not to me, is it? Do you think he's the goat of rugby? Well, you know, it's interesting because the, the reason why he started up that West West medal is that rugby doesn't have this kind of MVP sort of thing going on now. Right. So, yeah. So the only thing we got to go on is other sports, just like you said. So NBA, you got the MVP. And if you think of the goat, everyone thinks of Michael Jordan. Now, why is Michael Jordan the goat of all of basketball? Because of his free championships and because he can change the game all by himself. Right? So who is the yep. equivalent in rugby? Who's the equivalent in rugby? Who, over the years, has been that kind of guy that can jump on the field and just win the game just like that? Just will. Just will the win, you know? Will his team I, to I, win. I, I, like, yeah. you got to have... That, that is the GOAT. That is the... What a GOAT is. And is... Yeah. Is um, Dan Carter a GOAT? Dan Carter didn't lose some World Cups. So... Yeah. I don't think he's the goat of rugby. I think he's the goat of first fives. Hmm. I still think McCaw is the goat of rugby. But that's just me. <laughs> because especially when you talk about the will, like he, his leadership and his lead by example and all that sort of carry on that they talk about, the mental mental toughness. Hmm. I think that he's the goat. Three World Player of the Year awards. Both of them actually got three World Player of the Year awards. So, hmm. um, yeah. Who, who do you think is the goat of rugby then? Do you, do you, see, if you don't think, see, I think, I think it's hard because because rugby is not that kind of sport. I think, I think rugby is this kind of sport. You've got all these different positions. Everyone does their own job, which is different to the other guys doing the job, right? So it's sort of like mm. it's not like it's not like NBA basketball where you have your center guards, but they're still doing the same thing. You know, you, you still can do the same thing if you know yeah. what I mean. Whereas a prop to a yeah, and you you can get one one gun absolute. Mm awesome world-class player who could change your fortunes. Whereas in rugby, like when we got Bowden Barrett at the Blues, I don't know if he was the reason that the Blues changed. You know, it's not like one person can have that much influence yep. like you can in, in basketball like that. So, unless, unless your name is Alan Wynne Jones, eh, <laughs> 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 I'll put Alan Wynne Jones over Dan Carter, I'll tell you that. <laughs> My goat's list. No, but no, that's interesting yeah. because if you can't have one guy... Then you gotta have you gotta separate it. You gotta have the forwards and the backs. The goat of the backs, the goat of the forwards. Unless, or we, because we haven't seen the goat yet of the whole game. We haven't seen them yet. Well, I, I still think <laughs> I, I still like McCaw. I like McCaw. I still like McCaw as the goat. I mean, me. I mean, would you say General Lomo is a goat? I wouldn't. Yeah. See. No. See, as great as General was, you wouldn't call him a goat. Well, yeah, I suppose you've you got to also talk about what, what your measuring stick is. Because mm. if you talk about um, recognizability, if that's even a word, like people in the America and the US where rugby is non-existent or knew who um, Jonah Lomu was. So if you talk about impact sort of off the field, if you're counting that, then maybe Jonah is in that conversation. But if you're talking purely on the field, I wouldn't say so, which is harsh on Jonah because he, we know he had the debilitating medical conditions. So... You know, if he didn't have those those health problems, uh, who knows? When you consider that he achieved all of that with, you know, bad kidneys and all the rest of it, who knows what he could have been? But yeah, McCaw is my goat. And who have you have you said who your goat is? No, I don't think there's one yet. Oh, you don't think there's no. one? No, I no. Mm. The goat has to be the one guy that dominates the whole game. And I don't think there has been that guy 
in, in rugby history yet. There's been close ones, but not an all-out yeah. one person to rule them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we could have... Yeah, well, maybe we can do it by who wins the most whiz-whiz medal, <laughs> medals in the next sort of five or six years or something like that can do that as thing. But, uh, yeah, no, good thoughts there. We we might have to revisit that again, eh? Who's the, the goat is once we get all the rest of the boys on. Mm. But, um, yeah, that's going to be us, man. Thanks for jumping on, Kims. No worries, and thanks to our listeners. Yeah, keep tuning in and keep following us, and we'll be back again next week. Just.